Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. everyone, and welcome to another edition of Stackhouse Radio's On Air Spare, your, story, your channel for a horror genre, paranormal, and anything spooky, scary, and weird. And tonight we have a very, very special guest back with us. I am absolutely stoked to have uh, Corker Johnston back on. Corker, hello, welcome again. Thank you. Thank you, Diane. I'm happy to be back on. Awesome. Curtin, how are you doing tonight? I'm pretty good. I think my headphones are falling off because I can't hear you, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're joining us here tonight with uh, myself, Diana, and Quentin, our host, and our very, very special guest, uh, Corker Johnson, tonight. And uh, before we get into our program, though, we just want to give you a couple of announcements here. Uh, Just let you know about our Facebook page. Um, It is a newer page within the uh, past few months here, so... Uh, we're trying to get as many likes for as we can, so if you're listening to the show tonight, please go to our, our Facebook page, and I'll have Quentin put that up into the uh, chat room there. It's um, Stack House Radio, and that's Stack House Radio, three separate words on Facebook. And if you go there, um, please like us. If you're on our blog talk page right now, you can go to our information, and you'll see the links to both our Facebook page and our website. Uh, so go ahead, check them both out, and give them both a like. Um, <laughs> Diana, what is the um, what is our our main web page? The one off of Facebook? I can't remember the link. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and post the link up here for everybody. So, okay, let's see here. Let me get this up, and it's much easier for me to go ahead and post the. Yeah, we're we're so professional here. Look at this. 
<laughs> I don't know what our web page address is. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. It's okay. You ready? It is. And I'm going it, to, it's a, lot, a little long to type in, so I'm going to try to. And he's got it. <laughs> I was trying to close it. I was like, crap, no, it's going to come on. And it, I couldn't get to close it fast enough. So did you, put the, you can put the web page up there. Oh, yeah, I closed it too fast. I didn't get the copy. <laughs> you know, there's I can't. I sure didn't know what to do. On the web page, we do play music on the web page. It's actually a really cool web page. Um, you can mute that music if it irritates you. It's the Monsters thing, one of my favorite shows. Okay. Oh, yeah. I have copied our web page. Yes. So uh, we got that. Go check that out. And uh, also, our email address. Our email address is dstackradio at gmail.com. Again, that's dstackradio at gmail.com. We want to hear from you guys. We want to hear from listeners. Um, if there's anybody out there who feels like they might want to be on our show at one point, please drop us an email or go to our Facebook page and send us a message there. Uh, you could also feel free to friend me on Facebook. I'm pretty friendly, and I'll probably accept your friend request at uh, Diana Stack. So anyways, um, Without further ado, I'm going to introduce again our guest, Corker Johnson. So wonderful to have you here. I think I need to look at applause after that one. Hey, I'm happy to be here. I'm glad uh, I'm glad we got in touch to do this again because last yeah. time I had a blast. Oh, we did too. Absolutely, absolutely had a blast. And there was so much I thought we'd left kind of that we started talking about and we just didn't get into it deep enough because, you know, we were talking primarily about the book the last time. Which is fantastic, and if you want to go ahead and you know give a shout out for your book, yeah, it's uh, a cherry demon haunting. Subtitle is the true story of paranormal case 263. Um, it's authored by me, and then also co-authored by my daughter Tatiana Johnson. Awesome, and folks, seriously, it's a really good book. It, it, it's not just I, there's a lot of books out there written by paranormal groups that tell about all their ghost cases and everything. This isn't just that. It goes into so many more theories out there. I mean, it's really an intelligent piece of literature. It seriously is. Um, when I first cracked it open, I was like, okay, I'm going to get through this, you know. But I was fascinated. I found myself going, oh, my God, somebody else who thinks like I do. <laughs> <laughs> of course, leave it to Diana to come out and be like, yeah, I Got the book and was like, eh, all right, I'll get to do this. With the author right here. <laughs> no, you know, it's, 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 folks listening, don't take me the wrong way, but sometimes we get books, you know, it's, just, it's really hard to fit books in with our schedule and we're trying to read them. And I, I do try to read the books and absorb as much as I can for the show. Um, and sometimes it's just, it's really hard to fit. If you only have a few nights, it's hard to fit a book in, in a few nights uh, to read it. Um, and I teach her in the day, so... Um, it's it just, you have so much going on. It's like, ah, oh, I had no time. But it was just, there was factors in your book that grabbed me. And I found myself sitting up all night going, oh, my God. You know, wow. I, I could have been right there penning this stuff. I mean, this is great. And it was just, because it's unusual to find that thought process sometimes, you know, or, or someone that thinks on your, your wavelength of things. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, that's I when I was doing it, you know, it's 
there's the, the evidence, there's the case, but there's so much to try to find a translation for, you know, or try to piece in, try to figure out. And that's when I got so, so deep into things, you know, and theories. And, yeah, I'm glad you liked it. I did. I really did. I mean, now, a little bit for our guests that may be here tonight and that aren't familiar with your book, um, you know, just talk a little bit about the case, just touch on it um, sure. so they can know kind of like what we're talking about when we mention your book. Sure. I'll just talk kind of brief at them. Yeah. What it's based on is I have a paranormal group. Um, basically, it's just my family. Um, and my daughter and my wife at the time have special talents that helps us with paranormal investigating. Well, we did a case that was local. It was supposed to be just a basic, you know, speak to the spirit in their house, figure out who it is, and make peace with it. And it turned out to not be what it was first presented as being. And which led us down to a terrible series of events and uh, pulling up history of the place and finding layers and layers of child deaths over and over again throughout the, throughout the generations and murders and, you know, very odd reports that move on of the area, uh, including, you know, UFOs, humanoids. It just really got intense. Um, we actually captured a picture of, um, I call it a demon, just so mm-hmm. that people can refer to it as something negative, you know, whether it's right. a demon, whether it's what people think are aliens, whether, you know, it's up to the interpreter, you know, the reader. But um, we captured um, that on, on a picture during the case before before uh, one of our investigators got attacked. Um, so it's, it's a very intense case that we worked. Um, it took several months. In fact, you know, at the end of the case, it really, um, in my opinion, it's really not closed because I really didn't get a peace of mind at the end of it. But um, you follow through. It's just six months' worth of casework that you follow through in the book. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, the different, and I don't want to talk too much because if somebody's buying this book now, this book right now is available on Amazon and such for, didn't you have to add a different price now? Um, yeah, it's, it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. It's mm-hmm. actually you can get it um, on Amazon Kindle for two ninety nine. You can get a Nook book on on Barnes and Noble for two ninety nine. And actually, right now on Amazon, um, some stores have it as low as eleven sixty six for the paperback, which is wow. well below original list. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, seriously, folks, it's a, it's a cup of coffee, and trust me, this will last a lot longer and entertain you a lot more. So if you've got your Amazon Kindles or your Nooks, there's no excuse. So you've got to go out and get his book. That's the order for me directly, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I will hunt you down. I think she means it, too, because I, I think she's... I do. <clears throat> I think she's had run-ins with the law for that before. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to mess with her, so I guess audience out there, I would kind of listen to her, I think. <laughs> So what I heard quitting is, you know, no. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know what I teach. See? Ah. That's what it is. They think I'm just a regular school teacher. Well, he knows what you teach. Don't you remember? We did your past life thing. He knows what you teach. The, the, the three R's, reading, writing, and running around the room. Or is it running around the bed? Running around the bed. Running around the bed. I screwed it up a little. 
That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screaming a lot more, evidently. Um, and I know how to spell, so I just realized writing doesn't begin with an R. Oh, God, this show is going right down the gutter. Okay. <laughs> That's horrible. Um, no, but anyways, uh, there was one thing that you talked about in the book. Um, and like I said, it, it just it wasn't about just ghosts, and it was about so much yeah. more. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I had always been fascinated with and not in an unhealthy way. It's not like I, you know, carve things into my arms and things like that. I'm like, ha, 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 yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, obsession, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to announce on air anyway that I do. Okay, there might be the occasional, you know, dead animal, you know, post up yeah. in the back of my house, but I won't tell anybody that. Um, and the rocking back and forth in the chair, you know, while, you know. Satan, 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 no. <laughs> 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 yeah, I might have done that when I was a kid, though. Um, which will explain a lot, but you know the subject of demons, and I know that it's it's in the title of your book, and I know you had mentioned um, using the term in a word because most people associate it with a certain thing. Um, yeah, and I know that yeah. we had actually gone deeper uh, into into the word and opened a lot more doors to it, uh, and I I just. That was a part of the conversation I really kind of felt that we could have gone so much deeper into if we had had more time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, I mean, you know, so you know, it, it was, before the show started tonight, what I did was I, I you know, just kind of did a little more research and pulled up my old books and things like that. And, uh, you know, because I, and I've had the argument with a lot of religious people, a lot of people in the okay. faith and everything else. And, and I'm not anti-Christian, but... Um, it's, you know, it's kind of like I studied history and psychology in college, and, you know, I, I was told once that education destroys faith. And, and perhaps, yeah. maybe it does. Um, but I'd like to think that for good reasons. Um, mm-hmm. but I well, think it destroys blind faith would be the best thing. And, yeah, and I think <clears throat> that's what it is. Um, because I've read your book, and I think you've also. I, Obviously, you've been enlightened because your writing is amazing. Um, and I think you. you kind of went through the same thing. Um, the word itself, demon. And I think yeah. that a lot of people don't realize that the word itself never started as something bad. Yep, it was exactly. simply a, right, a term for a nature spirit or just a, a disembodied spirit that was yep. actually at one point benevolent towards humans and put here to take care of humans and watch humans or watchers. Yep, and, it, and it's yeah, it, it was yeah, it was a being like you say with with a extraordinary you know strength you know a, little, a right. stronger strength, but not necessarily an evil. Yeah. Right, and it was until the New Testament, of course, and you know the, the authors who you know twisted things around associated it with evil, and and now it's used to identify what we would consider a malevolent spirit. Um, yeah. But then it goes deeper into well, what is a spirit? And I know that you had a picture in your book, and you had blown it up and sent it to me. Can you talk a little bit about the picture and about what struck you about it? Well, yeah, with, um, I won't go really, you know, into, uh, mm-hmm. how it came about so much because I could go on forever. Um, but what it was is, yeah, I have a picture of, um, during the case, my daughter um, 
had seen what she thought was a skinny uh, person out by our vehicle, following the disc, and the only ones outside at the time was me and my ex-wife now. Um, we're outside, but we were off in a different area, and we're not tall and skinny, you know, as what my daughter had seen. And she went to a, she said, a tall and skinny with a bigger head, you know, she thought, you know, she thought it was some skinny tall guy looking over the top of our car, so it was pretty tall. And she went to open the door to get a closer look, and my son, who does photographing, he sets up our cameras, he sets up the whole investigations. He constantly takes shots, pictures, mm-hmm. constantly. And as she was opening the door, and he heard, you know, she said, well, out there, there's something, you know, outside the car. And she opened the door, and he kept shooting shots. And right as she opened the door, the very first shot he got was this entity, I'll call it, for now, for argument's sake, but this entity uh-huh. looking at Patty within, I don't know, it's hard to judge, but probably six inches to a foot from her face. You know, it was right up to her, it looks like, in the picture. Yeah. And glossy black eyes, some strange-looking teeth, uh, nostrils, and you know, wrinkles. Uh, just a horrible-looking thing. Uh, but there's there's more to it, you know, that that comes from that night after that. Because after the picture was taken, shortly after there was an attack, and which kind of you know told me, you know, what kind of a of an entity it was. You know, it wasn't a good thing. From what happened, um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's right. eerie. The picture, the picture is really eerie. And what what she had described, you know, the skinny, the tall. You know, the first thing people think of when they think skinny, tall, and a big head, we all jump to the stereotype. Oh, it's a right. Martian or an alien. Um, you know, so of course that that was you know part of my thought process. And then you know later on in the case when I was looking up um, the area, because the thing is is the case wasn't that close, that far away from, from my house. And I've lived here all but two years of my whole life. So I've lived here, you know, almost 40 years. Never heard of, you know, any weird, strange things in this area. But as I took a closer look, of, um, I went on to move on. Um, and I, I looked at their site to see if there's any reports in this area. I've heard some people mention things that they've seen in the sky, you know, different things in the past, but nothing with concrete evidence that, that anybody ever showed me, so I just kind of took it with a grain of salt. But when I right. went on to the MUFON site on there, I immediately found two reports that were like, I don't know the exact date, but they're about 20 years apart of the same exact area. One was, you know, with the UFO site, and it was very detailed. Oh, you there? Did we lose Corker, Diana? I, I think we did. I think you lost him. Oh, no. Yeah, I think the call got dropped. So let us, let's go ahead and try to get him back. Uh, should, we, should we pop on some music and green room? Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay so I'll pop something on for you. Yeah, go ahead.
What was that? That was the music I had playing. And we're back on live. Hi, everyone. We're Hi. back. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, this is uh, the Top Dog Show. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what music I put on either. It was just the first one that was a few minutes long, and I clicked it. Oh, nice. Well, I had some Godsmack on there and some Marilyn Manson and stuff. So. Can't be that bad, right? Um, no. Nah. We thought we thought the aliens came and got you. Yeah, there you go. My first thing was, oh great, great! They don't want us talking about anything nice. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That was odd. That was really strange on my end too. I've seen those movies. They never turn out good for anybody. (laughs) No, no, not at all. One person who survives it all, and I'm telling you both right now, it's going to be me. I will trip (laughs) there. You know, after everything I've seen, you know, lately, you know, the past with this book and all, I would probably welcome that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there's a pal, you know. <laughs> oh, God, I'll tell you, I, I, I think that, you know, a lot of people who, who don't, who have never had any, you know, um, experience with this kind of stuff, uh, they don't realize, you know, that, that the kickbacks you get from it, you know, the little guest that follows you home or, you know, oh, yeah. sick for three days because, you know, you're just processing, I don't know, what would you call it, the paranormal goo? Yeah, yeah it's uh, always fun to bring the visitors around with you, isn't it? Oh, God. It is. Hang on, for a second, I thought, you, I thought you said paranormal poo. <laughs> I yeah. did. So did you say poo or do? <laughs> I said, well, I think I said goo. Did you say goo? Yeah, I think it's always she went. She makes it sound like she went all exorcist or something there. Goo or something on your mouth. If I ever put fake pea soup or like the cold pea soup in my mouth to spit it out, it would be real because I would vomit that right out. That's nasty. <laughs> yeah. I would, oh, I would come on. I love Linda Blair and everybody. <laughs> but, but I know one point I... Um, and I don't want to give the book away because it's so good. Yep. Nope. Um, but I know we had been talking about, um, you know, different things associated with um, demons. And, and like I said, you know, um, I mean, if you look at history, if you look back, you know, scholastically, the word demon was, was not originally. I mean, it was, it was originally, I think it was a Hellenist word, wasn't it? But it was far back, the original word daemon. And it was yep. associated with benevolent spirits sent yep. here to protect humans. So the word daemon was not a bad thing. I mean, you hoped to God you had one because it was there to protect you. And I think through Christianity and everything else, not bashing, I'm not bashing, but I'm just saying historically. And we see, mm-hmm. and, you know, during those times, those early, early times, it was like in the 5th century, uh, was a significant time where the word demon was used. Um, to um, to basically diagnose crazy people, you know yep, they must yep. have a demon in them, and uh, so I mm-hmm. think the word demon is thrown around too loosely, you know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah and a bad spirit doesn't mean it's a demon, but you're right because people associate it. That's the word that's familiar to them. So, like anything else, you know, change, yeah. certain changes have to be accepted. So. Yeah, and that's that's. Then, you know, that's the basis why I use, you know, my book initially, before it was published, was going to be called A Cherry Encounter. In mm-hmm. fact, I had 
I have done on it. I have a marketing team all set up and doing the cherry counter, and the publisher was all set with that. And then, you know, I thought about it, and you know, a cherry is known in Hindu. You know, they have the cherry legend, mm-hmm. and so does Chippewa, and it's the right. you know, evil, you know, legend of this creature that comes and you know feeds off children and this yeah. and that. Well, most of the world doesn't know, you know, what a cherry is. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought, well, a cherry encounter that doesn't. You know, I need to grab people's attention so they know what the book's about. Right. And, you know, the word demon, like you say, it, you know, our culture sees demon as a little red guy with horns and right. pitchfork and, and something that's going to, you know, drag you to hell. And and this this encounter we have in this case and what we went through, I mean, it was a negative force, and that's why I chose demon. You know, I don't... I don't necessarily like the word, but right. I have to appeal to the audience to know right. what it's about. Or yeah. you could have said a cherry attorney. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. No, 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 don't be. I paid my attorney uh, 20 grand last year, so. <laughs> uh, I see that. I, Pretty I, much the I, same I, thing. I prefer seeing himself over any attorney out there. Not that all attorneys aren't bad. I'm not saying that. I don't want to send any attorneys, but you know what I'm saying. Yep, yep. Well, they are called liars. I mean, lawyers for a reason. Liars. (laughs) But I thought it was interesting. And um, also, you know, my mother and I had been talking at one point. My mom is, you know, we were brought up very eclectically. You know, I was never, um, you know, I I was never forced into one religion or another. I was always very, um, I was allowed to explore, let's say. Yep, and okay. I remember getting into a conversation with her one time about a program we had. And I can't remember the name of the program, but I remember um, them, you know, showing. It was like I think it was, a, a, I think it was, cheer, I think it was Chariot of the Gods. And I, that's, I know, I know it's an older one. And forgive me, audience, but I, I can't remember the name. But I think it was, I want to say it was Chariot of the Gods, but I'm not sure. But and we thought about this. And I'm like, you know, people say, you know, they they've seen these beings and everything else. Well. What if these spirits people were saying, you know, what if these demons weren't necessarily spirit beings, but what if they were interdimensional interdimensional yep. beings? You know, yep. what if the human race is like a mortal experiment within the entire universe, and the universe itself is a spiritual realm? This is why we can't see them. And I think you use the aquarium? Yeah, yeah, for an example, yeah. I use, I use that because, you know, if you look at, the goldfish. <laughs> if you think about it, you look at a goldfish in a tank. That's all they know of their world. You know? Right, right. And like like, like we have our sun. Yeah, and we have our sun, and to them, you know, the lamp that we mm-hmm. turn on above them is, you know, no different probably than our sun. Except for right. our sun is pretty reliable. Right. Um, where a lamp, you know, we have control of, but who's to mm-hmm. say, you know, our lamp isn't being controlled too? I don't know. And yeah, and we're such a, a small portion of this whole oh, entire yeah. universe. We're just like, Absolutely. yeah, if you look at all the clusters, the super clusters, all the different mm-hmm. galaxies, nothing. You know, we think we're so high and mighty and we're the smartest, you oh, know, God, yeah. beings ever and we're the, you know, we monopolize the whole world and uh, we're it. Well, this With world the center isn't of the universe. It. Yeah, this world isn't it. <laughs> right. So that's been proven over and over again. And, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the thought of, Everything on Earth is everything, and what we experience is, you know, black and white is 
so far off because. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. And and I don't. Yeah, you know, I I'd like to. And I've always kind of thought that black and white were, you know, just tiny slivers, and most mm-hmm. of the world is gray anyway. That's my belief. Um, yeah. And it, it's interesting because you know um, I have religious people in my family, and we've had this fight constantly about demons and things. And I'm like, well, you know, and, you know, they were saying how the angels that fell from heaven became demons. So I'm like, well, actually, if you think about it, when those angels were placed here to, to earth, you know, they were placed here for a reason. Yeah. And where the, where, the, where the Bible says that they had domain to control the earth, you have to understand that was given a human twist. And yeah. maybe these creatures, these beings were here, which I believe, as watchers, to watch us. And, yeah. we, and then we can go to the whole religious thing where, you know, we are not actually made in the image of God, but we're made in the image of angels because we were able to breed with them genetically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, <laughs> but that's a yeah, whole other but, thing. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, you look back and, the, you know, the casting down of the 200 angels as watchers, and then they mm-hmm. started breeding with, you know, writing scriptures. It's not even, you know, it's in the film. Um, it's in, um, what chapter am I trying to think of? Genesis. Uh, in the Bible. Yeah, and then it's also in the book of Enoch, you yeah. know, which is a whole separate right. soul that were found after the fact. Right, the Apocrypha. And it correlates, yeah, and it correlates the same way. You know, these 200 mm-hmm. angels were sent down to be guardians, and then they started breeding with the women they weren't supposed right. to, but they bred with human women, came about in the film, these offsprings, mm-hmm. and so on, you know, and it tainted the earth and, you know, and supposedly yeah. that these creatures and stuff, their spirits are still here, you know, the yes. uh, spirits linger and, yeah, I mean, when you think about it, is it more realistic that, you know, that they're separate than us or is it more realistic that they are some kind of a, of a entity of a, you know, maybe like an alienish entity somehow because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you think of offspring, I mean, you think of nowadays and you hear these ufologists and mm-hmm. people that are in aliens and stuff. And right. You see these reports and people, are, you know, saying that they're impregnated or they have an abduction. And, yeah, and then you hear these offspring, these hybrid, you know, beings yeah. that talk about. And it sounds so much like, you know, they were way back when they are talking about the angels coming down and, and having, you know, offspring and hybrids. I mean, and that would make yeah. sense. You know, you think about it, you know, people think of angels and things as, as all these spiritual things, and you, you think about it, you know, these things, they communicate through to us through radio waves, things like that, very tangible, you know, sources. And, yep. you know, if you go back to the alien theory, which I love, I really love it, mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, um, you know, you look back to Genesis where it says in the beginning there, and, it, and every, almost I think every translation I've ever read, it says, let us make man in our image in the very beginning. And to me, that's not a singular God creating man. That is a group of people saying, let's create this thing. And if they can create this thing and then reproduce with that thing, to me, that Mm -hmm. says that, you know, there's a connection there. Now, there is a definite... Um, genetic connection. I mean, a dog can't breed with a cat, but a dog can breed exactly. with a wolf. Yep, they got to be in the same class. Same exactly. It's funny. I was gonna, I was gonna say that to you, Diane. I was watching something um, 
it might have been Ancient Aliens or something I was watching, and they were discussing yeah. that, you know, a cat and a dog can't breed, so if an angel or an alien or whatever they are, no matter what you call them, if they right. did come to Earth and breed with people, then we must be of the same origin, which would almost indicate yeah. that the idea that we came from someplace before Earth mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. goes hand in hand, like that... Um, that new thing that they're pretty much, I was reading a recent news article that they think um, our species of human originated on Mars because of a certain bacteria that exists only on Mars that is basically crucial in the DNA process or something. Interesting. I hadn't read that. That's, that's interesting. I mean, well, the whole thing is, too, is that, you know, um, See, I, I don't want to get into the, I don't want to get into the, the religious, uh, you know, um, the battle of you know, you know God isn't real. Um, I'm not saying that by any means. Um, I, I just think that you know, you know, if you look at the human makeup, look at the body, look at our chemicals, look at our, our you know, our mineral makeup. You know, we're made of stardust, mm-hmm. essentially, and the fact that our blood is metallic. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and it just to me that just and our bodies are magnetic. You know, yeah. We, our heart works off. Yep, works off electricity. Absolutely. So, uh, I think we're alien babies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. I and do. The thing I really is, do. <laughs> you know, like in the Bible, some people will be like, "Well, you know how the Bible's been translated over and over, and mm-hmm. people argue that oh, this one story it could have been somebody, you know." their own little skew or their own little twist to it. But the thing is, is with these fallen angels and with this hybrid, mm-hmm. this uh, breeding, I mean, it's mentioned in Genesis, it's mentioned in Ezra, it's mentioned in Charles. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's not just one book, it's not just one author. You know, no. It's throughout the Bible, it's different stories that came together, and they all speak of the same instances. Right. And they're all from different authors that touch mm-hmm. them, so... It's not just an interpretation, you know. Right. Uh, there's something there, you know. And, the, and then the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Book of Enoch, has it as well, and that was all separate from the other books. Mm-hmm. The Apocrypha, so, right? I mean, and other cultures, you know, this same thing is, yeah. is, is spoken of by other cultures that have no con- that at that time had no connection with each other. And to yeah. me, if you know, I, I'm always a fan of the simplest explanation is usually the right one. Um, yep. I don't understand why there's so many people out there that would say, you know, oh, well, if you believe that we were, you know, created from an alien race or we were created from a higher intelligence, and, you know, though, how come we can't see them? How come we're not looking at them everywhere? And yeah. that goes back to, you know, the ant farm exists in a house. Mm-hmm. And there are humans everywhere, but the ants yeah. only see a few every once in a while. Um, exactly, and that's a great example. You know what they're allowed to see. Yeah, what they're allowed to see. Yep, exactly. And, right. You know, we're, some people see. You know, things happen. We like the one picture we caught. You know, mm-hmm. the thing was that time is when Tatiana was looking out, she saw the thing. I'll say mm-hmm. at the car, but as right. the thing was right in her face, and the picture was snapped, she didn't see it. You know, she didn't see it swinging at her face. And the, the twisted thing is the, the the picture and this entity had its head tilted the same as hers. You know, almost hmm. like it was mocking. Yeah. And 
But yeah, she didn't see it. But the, you know, the light reflection caught it. It's almost like maybe it wasn't a different plane, you know, a different dimension, you know, yeah. it's, um, that we see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we look at string therapy. I mean, string therapy. <laughs> string theory. <laughs> I want to talk about strangulation here, guys. I'm sorry. My, my brain is not there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awful. String theory. Did you just come from therapy before you got into the show or what? Oh, my God. I think I have. I swear to God. I probably should have <laughs> <been> therapy. <laughs> But like string theory about how, you know, one thing here can can trigger parallel universes or, you know, just a lot of the different, you know, thought processes that are out there. You know, humans would sit there and say, again, the argument, if they're out there, if these things are out there, then why can't we see them? It must be a demon. It must be evil. It must be this. It must be that. Um, You know, my thing is this. Maybe we aren't in or part of a mortal universe, maybe our universe, maybe spiritual realm or what we would call spirit is the actual norm. Maybe we're the abnormal ones. Yeah, it's kind of like the others, that movie, you know, with Kim, who was in it, I think, Kiddick, or Kidman, yeah, Nicole Kidman. Yes, exactly. Where they thought that they were, you know, the other people were the ghosts, but yet Mm -hmm. they were, you know, it's a fictional story, but it makes a person think. It does. You know, it really does. Which reality? So they, yeah, because you know, we one one case I I briefed on in the book, but I I bring it up often because it kind of it supports this multi you know layers universe or dimension because we were at a case um, up north and my daughter, um, you know, many people know that she speaks these spirits quite often. It's almost like sometimes being with her is almost like, um, almost like the ghost whisperer sometimes because she goes almost crazy. She gets overwhelmed mm-hmm. sometimes with them coming to her. Well, we were right. at this case, and we were talking to uh, a couple, a spirit couple, um, that, that had lived there. But another a spirit came through, um, and it had an ethnic, it was a southern voice, and it was an African-American sounding southern voice. Mm. Um, but it came through. But the funny thing is, is as we're talking, and we have it all recorded, the couple that had died, um, they knew of this other woman, but they couldn't see her. They knew she existed. Huh. And she knew of this other couple, you know, on this, this communication that we had. It was you know, over a few hours in this case because we're trying to get the spirits to just chill for the clients, and, and it, we did. But it was interesting to see that, you know, Dead, you know, dead people, their spirits may not see each other. You know, if they died maybe at a different time or if they're from a different period or... Yeah. It just it was really interesting for me because then it kind of told me, well, it's not just us in the spirit world. The spirit world has different divisions because they couldn't see each other. Right. It was really, it was really interesting. And I, I think that's... I think that is an interesting point because, you know, like, like to the movie The Others, neither one could see each other except for the use of mediums. Um, and I think that's, you know, I think it's significant. You know, you think about it. Um, each side had their person that had the gift. It was the kids who saw them. And it was, you know. Um, and it's interesting. And, and also, you know, with the spirit world, um, I, I think what I find with a lot of people, um, humans just in general, you know, um, 
I think humans tend to think in terms of good or bad. You know, it's right yeah. or wrong, good or bad, black or white, day or night. And yeah. I don't see that with the spirit world. I think, you know, something people would automatically write off as demonic or negative, you know, because it doesn't behave in the way you would expect it to, does not mean it's, it's necessarily evil or bad. Perhaps their terms of behavior are quite different from ours. You know, it's like the, the person who's, you know, angry and just venting and lashing out and accidentally break the break of Oz. They didn't mean to break mm-hmm. the Oz. They were just angry and acting out. Does that make them a bad person? No, it doesn't. It makes them normal. Exactly. And who's to you know, say what normal is? Yeah. Exactly. And who's to say what is the role model for good or bad? Yeah. Right. Oh, I yeah. Agree. And it's, oh, go ahead. No, I I agree with you. I. We're, we're led to believe there's good and bad, and I think it comes, you know, even from kids, you know, we want to mm-hmm. teach them good from bad, you know, good from right. evil, and, you know, it just stays with us as a culture, and what do you do when a kid's bad? You don't say, well, you did this good, but you did this kind of not good. We just say they're bad, right. like they're black and white. You know, we're trained that way. We just, our mindset, mm-hmm. our culture is just that way, when in reality, like you say, you know, nobody's purely good, no one's purely bad, you know, there's there's just no black and white. There's so much, you know, we all have our, you know, we all can be crabby, we all can be bad, we all can be good, but right. it doesn't justify exactly what we are. So Exactly, exactly. And I no. think, you know, I, from, what, from my experiences, I mean, I was, you know, I had a group, an investigation group in Connecticut um, that me and a friend actually uh, led, and a lot of what we came across was you know, we had to kind of try to decipher things for, for people. And um, and it was really difficult because people always like, well, is this evil? Is it bad? And, and we would do our best to suggest and say, well, you have to think what good and bad is. You know, yeah. this thing may not be bad yeah. in its place, in its existence, you know. Um, and what I find with the spirit world is a lot of it is gray. Yeah, you know, and I've just always been hesitant to just jump on something and say, "Oh, it's evil, it's evil." Um, yeah, yeah. And the I, thing is, too, what I've seen over and over again is, you know, and from talking with loved ones, clients on certain mm-hmm. cases, over and over again, I've seen where, <clears throat> let's say, the person was a total ass in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, right? They're going to be that way at death too. Believe it or not, people don't exactly. just turn into angels. <laughs> We don't just become, we see the light and, oh, my God, we're going to, you know, blow yellow. And uh, <laughs> it's not that way. I'll, I'll tell you, play Blake, I'll play you recordings and I'll prove that. Uh-huh. And oh, I, I agree. I agree. So there, you, there you go. You know, and that's, everybody wants to say, you know, it's evil or, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I've i heard instances. Um, I had a guest on one time on my show, um, Keith Hayes. She was talking about when he was filming. Um, I forgot what movie it was at the booth, but um, they were in a car and something got thrown at them, you know. And he goes, and, you know, a lot of people got scared <laughs> on the crew. And Keith's like, that's what we're here for. And he goes, it's just, you know, Keith, you know, at the time what he told me was, you know, he doesn't really believe in the, he's, you know, it's just spirit, you know, that can do that and just upset or angry or that's, you know, and that's what I got from him. Yeah. And, but yet, you know, many of the crew, if not all, it's like, oh my God, we got to pack up. 
<laughs> you know, it's not necessarily the case. It's just right, you know, right. And plus, we're we're invading their privacy when we'd be a little upset. So, I mean, you know, who's uh, yeah. Yeah, then again, you do have you do have, you know, the experiences with the entities that are, without a doubt, malevolent. I mean, and yeah. I think those are pretty unmistakable. I mean, yeah. you know, in our group, we would we had a very and I, we were like you, we had a very small group, um, and I think at one point there might have been seven of us, but usually there was only five or six, um, okay. at any one time. Um, actually, I met. I met um, the gentleman who headed the group with me. Invest, we did an investigation at the Yankee Pelerino God, years and years ago. Um, and I met him there, and it was just fascinating. Um, but uh, oh, let's see here. It, it, I want to actually go ahead and read this. A uh, friend of mine, Scott's actually in the, uh, the room here, and he brought something really good up. Uh, he said, uh, good point, I found less than a handful over the years I would consider evil. Much to many homeowners' dismay, I think it's an easy answer for them, and they usually want that outcome. And that's true. And, and if I, you know, let me know, Scott, if I'm, if I'm getting this wrong, but homeowners typically want that, is it good or bad? Give me a yes or no, give me a black or white. Um, you know, I was... You know, I was always hesitant to tell people if something was, you know, good or bad in their house unless I knew for a fact it was bad. So it was good. Yeah. Hey, you know what? See so happy with the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> I could never get anyone to do dishes in my place. I swear to God, I tried. They would open cabinets and stuff and slam doors on me and things like that, but they would never do dishes. Or laundry, no. for that matter. I mean, earn your keep, right? Come on. Help yeah. out. If you're going to live here, you got to help out. Um. But anyways, um, what was I saying? Oh, my God, the ADHD is kicking in. Um, but, you know, if it was malevolent, I would tell people, well, if you had a jackass come to your home, a friend of yours or whoever, walk into your house and they were being a jerk, what would you do? And they're like, kick them out. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yep. There's how are you going to do it? Kick and when out. you're frustrated, and, you know, if you're a spirit and you're frustrated, you go to extreme measures, and what comes out on our end of it might look like an evil to us, but really, right. it's frustration. You know, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I, I see that a lot. And uh, yeah, people like to jump to evil. I mean, I even when I, you know, I wrote this book and stuff, and you know, mm-hmm. and this was definitely, you know, a bad uh, spirit or um, entity because of what happened, you know, and the footage yeah. we have, and, and it's been proven. Right. Um, but but it's so rare. I mean, for me, even when I wrote this book, the skeptic in me was it was so hard to write because yeah. I kept on trying to debunk, debunk, you know. <laughs> one I thing I don't want to... Yeah, and I, one thing is, you know, am I going to write this book and, and uh, have it, you know, have it come out I look like a complete, you know, freak to many. You know, it was risky because the stuff in here, some of the stuff, I wouldn't, if I wasn't there, I don't, you know, I'm not, if a reader reads it and says, oh, I don't believe that, yeah, I don't blame you. You know, because <laughs> if, you, if you weren't there, it's it's hard to to, to believe a lot of it because I, I 
challenging myself over and over again as I was writing this and, you know, debating on do I, do I, do I you know, publish it? Do I, you know, what do I do with this? And then I just decided, you know, I put it out there. I know I'm going to get, you know, it, hopefully it helps a lot of people. I know I'm expecting to get some criticism. And because it's so, you know, it's, the instances and the things are so different than what we consider norm. Um, and, yeah, it's it's really challenging, you know, the stuff we went through. And to to admit, to finally, you know, wave the flag and say, you know what, I can't say that this isn't evil. Uh, and that's, that's kind of what we went through on, on this case and this book. And, and um, yeah. It was tough. It was a tough challenge for me because I am such yeah. a skeptic, and uh, to sit there and to write something mm-hmm. that that it's hard, you know, to to take in somebody else. You know, it's but yeah, but yeah. Back to what we we're talking about is yeah, evil and uh, it's so rare. I mean, look at all the exorcisms that the Catholic, you know, Catholic but ministry has performed. Never have. That they never uh-huh. have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that they yeah. never do. I mean, yeah. so, and to think yeah. about it, you know, I mean, to to meet something, and and maybe this is morbid on my 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 part. Um, I, I wasn't brought up with a lot of fear, and I really wasn't. And I think, okay. you know, I was always brought up. I, I, a lot of gifted people in my family, so for me, it was natural. It was a normal thing to be brought up with. Um, I was never afraid of the dark. I was never afraid of things that wouldn't bump in the night because they were normal for me. So when I, in the, the rare instances I have come across something truly that I believe is evil, I've never faced it with fear. It was never a thing of being afraid of it because I never did. I never had natural fear of it. Yeah. For me, it was more of a fascination. And maybe that's yeah. more of it because it's such a rare thing to come across something and say, my God, this is this has got to be what people would be comfortable calling demonic. And at that yeah. point, I find myself wanting to study it. You know, what is yeah. its origin? At yeah. point, what is significant about this area or this house, this person, that has been strong enough to call a demon? Yeah. yeah. You know, and... Yeah. and it's just, it's always been a fascination for me, and that's why I've always found myself, um, you know, when I read your book, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's just talking about things that I could just sit here and just delve right into. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we've had our talks, you and I, you know, yeah. off, the, off the air, and, yeah, it is, it is pretty amazing how you and I think very much alike on oh, a lot definitely. of this. I think yeah. I mean, I mean, I've been down here on this. Um, yeah, when I moved down here, you have to understand, I moved from Connecticut. Connecticut's probably one of the weirdest spots in the country. Yep. <laughs> I, I would say it's one of the darkest spots in the country because of the old history and everything else. Um, there's also a lot of lime and quartz and everything else, and you know, all that kind of stuff holds energy. But you know, so it's it's funny because um, when I came down here, I was like, wow, there's nothing paranormal here at all. <laughs> because you're so used to, you know, being surrounded by it um, yeah. that you don't even realize it when it's, you know, 
not necessarily smaller clusters, but I think I, I think there's just something about the land. And I've, I've heard from other people who have been who have come from other places and said, "Wow, you know, I went to New England, and that area is just creepy." You know, because mm-hmm. it has a high count of depression. Yeah. Um, unless you're brought up there and you're used to it, it could be a very yeah. dark, depressing place for people. Very oppressing. Um, yep. Not in fall. Fall is pretty close to colors, but other than that, there is a heaviness there. And yep. so you know, was, it's the oldest part of the country too. So I mean, yeah. uh, you know, the energies of these right. people have been building much longer. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've heard that too up there in the East Coast. I mean, it, it's amazing. It really is amazing. The only bad part about growing up there is that was pretty good other parts of the country. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> But then, but then what happens is when you come in contact with something paranormal and you're not expecting it, then you get that yep. double whammy. You're like, whoa. Um, yep. You know, and, and you know, like when we investigate in Connecticut, um, you know, we always had a very particular group of people. Um, we had one gentleman who was clairvoyant. But that gift, and, and what I find is people usually have one gift or another. Um, I've rarely ever met anybody who can honestly say and prove that they've had, you know, complete omnipotence to everything. But we had one clairvoyant. We had mm-hmm. the, you know, the sense of the, the empath. And then we had a catalyst. This guy's gift was amazing. He can go to any dead cell and wake it up just by being there. His energy is incredible. And we would all use our gifts together to, to investigate. Um, Cool. And it, it cool. really worked out. You love it up there. I have to get you up there. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, that sounds like my place I would love to go. My uh, Actually, I've always wanted to go up to the old Salem, too, in that area. You know, in Massachusetts. Uh, it's irritating. Um, it's irritating. Yeah. Um, you, know, it's, you know, it's funny. The, um, Susanna um, North, um, Susanna Martin North, she was the oldest so-called witch to be hung. Mm-hmm. At the witch trial, she was my great grandmother to the eighth removed. Oh, cool! So I got direct blood into a witch. <laughs> she she hates Salem now. Salem today yeah. is one of the most annoying, most irritating places you could ever go. Is it? I've never yeah, been there. I've always wanted. Everybody's a super psychic. Oh yeah. Okay. Everybody's they a market. witch, and they're the best okay. witch in town. And and coffee will cost you four dollars a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm like, exactly, yeah. The money. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's yeah it's uh it's being marketed pretty well is what you're saying, huh? It has been, yeah. and there's you know there's just I, I went there, I've been there, obviously a couple times. I live up, you know, when yeah. you live in lower the lower tri states, it's not that big. It's like you know, it, it's like Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut. Are Maybe as big as the state I live in now, which is Mississippi. Maybe they're all that big together. Oh, um, wow, okay. Yeah, it's small. So it doesn't take much um, to get out to those places. But yeah, you'd, you'd like it. It's pretty, and you'd like the history and everything else. But I guarantee you within three hours you'd be like, what? Seriously? <laughs> really? <laughs> we, we, we went one time and we, we got readings from like everybody and like just screwed yep. around with them. <laughs> I love doing that to people. Um, you know, um, 
So what were we talking about? Oh, my God. Like the, 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 I went on my ADD tangent here. Um, oh, oh, we both, hey, I let you right off the track, too. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not just you. <laughs> we got, we got. I think they got Quentin. I think we made him fall asleep. No, <laughs> no I'm, I'm, I'm still listening. Um, yeah, I feel like we all have ADD. If I, if I chimed in there, we'd be off on another tangent. So I, I'm just, I'm trying to yeah. stay silent so we actually stay on topic a little better. Yeah, pretty soon we'll be talking about what our favorite restaurant is or something, right? I have one. You know, I don't have many favorites. They're... <laughs> Oh, God, I started this, didn't I? You did. But, um, but yeah, I mean, um, actually, I'm, I'm going to give a shout-out here to, the, to um, somebody in my in our chat room here um, under DJ Patty, Scott. And uh, it, it's funny because, and Scott, just give me a yes or a no real quick in the chat room. Let me know if it's okay to, to mention the, uh, the group at all. Give a shout-out here. Okay, wait for, for Scotty to give me some... Some yay or nays. Let's see if he's listening in. Is he ADD as well? <laughs> um, I don't notice ADD because I'm oh awesome. Um, actually, when I came down here to Mississippi, it, it's funny because you know, I came from Connecticut. Um, I stopped. We we just the people are like everybody moved away. Everybody left Connecticut. So. Um, there's really nobody left, and I uh, built such a, a relationship. And Quinn and I, you and I have investigated together too. Um, and when you build a relationship with a, with a small group you with, it's, it's hard to lose all of them and then start new. You know, yeah, um, yeah. it's exhausting. It really is. And, and you build the trust. You yeah, really build yeah. the trust, and you learn how to work together. And that's hard to redo again. So when I came down here, I was like, oh, my God, there's nothing paranormal here. It sucks. And I was well, I, think I, I remember talking to you, Diana, and I had just yeah. moved out here, and we were both like, it's like paranormally dead where I moved. <laughs> I was on phone. I said, watch, I'm going to Google paranormal groups out here, and I guarantee there's not one. Well, I found one. I'm like, no shit. So when I read up, I'm going to email the, you know, the um, lead investigator and founder, and I got an email yep. back, and that's how I met Scott, actually. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Um, they asked me to go ahead and be a part of their group, and um, I started investigating with a great group of people here out of Biloxi, um, Shadows Paranormal, and they're awesome, cool. and they're really nice, and Scott is really awesome. He's, he's a lot of fun. And he's in the, he's in the room right now, so we give a shout-out to Scott. Um, so it, it's nice. And you miss, I've, I realized how much I missed actually being part of something like that. Um, so, and that, and that actually, ha- and, and I have to worry about being the one in charge of organizing and doing everything else, so that's a relief. I, I get so, the uh, fun side of it now. You organize? Yep. Oh, hello. What was that? I said you and organize? I couldn't imagine you oh, working. I was, I was huh. erotic. We, when we would do investigations, we did one for the uh, Tata Harmonton. Um, I was an I was an appraiser for over ten years. So okay, I'd go into a house and I was I'd rip it apart. I would rip anything apart. I didn't care if there was a spirit behind me tapping me on the shoulder, asking me to go have a beer with them after the investigation. If I couldn't put it down solid for somebody yep. to see, I never mentioned it. Because I found that when a client wants proof, they want proof. 
And for yep. me to say, hey, you know, I shook hands with, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Ghosty Joe. Yeah, and they're like, well, where's the proof? Show me, Joe. No, I don't. Sorry. Um, so I would always be careful. I was the one who would go in there, and yeah, surprisingly, I'd be organized this and that, and you know, you know, really anal about things. Mm-hmm. And I would look for any excuse to be able to tell them there's nothing wrong with their house. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd go into plumbing, electric, everything. To the point where I was like, they're like, you just don't believe in everything. I'm like, no, I believe in everything. I just want to make sure it's what it is. Yep. No. You mean like, you mean like the night I found you sitting in the bathtub? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Did we tell that story? Okay. Go ahead, Quentin. Tell you that we were doing an investigation in Gettysburg. Uh, kind of. Um, well, Diane and I were doing an investigation in Gettysburg, and we, we went along with this, oh, it was this team, uh, it, was, it was one of those pay 25 bucks and you get to go on an investigation with 65 other people. We didn't have to pay, though, but we didn't have to pay because... No, no, we didn't. We had a, we had a, a Diana's friend got us in, you know, for free. Um, so we okay. went along, and we were supposed to be going to, like, a historic home. But we get to this, this big house, which is in front of a motel, now, I'll get to the good part at the end. <laughs> we go into this house, which is it's a big house, but it's not like a huge house. And what would you say, Diana? Maybe 40 people were with us? I think, well, I think they limited it to like 30. No, it, was, it, was a, it was a large number for a house, though. And they informed us. They said, you're not to go into the attic. And we're like, whatever. Well, we get in there, and of course, I mean, there's people like running past you in the hall with, with dowsing rods blowing in the wind as they run past you, you know. And there's these two yeah, girls. Yeah. I walk into a bathroom, and we were kind of weird, like, God, why are there bathrooms everywhere in this house, you know? We go into this one bathroom, and the girl... Yeah, every bedroom had a bathroom. And this girl is sitting on the bathtub, and she's, she's got the dowsing rods, and she's talking to a spirit of a soldier. She goes, are you a soldier? She's like, look, they cross. And I'm, I'm standing in this bathroom and I'm looking at her. I said, are you, you think you're talking to a Civil War soldier? Oh, yes. And I said, um, you do know that's impossible, don't you? She's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, you see that the doorway that I walked into to come into this bathroom? Did you notice that the wall was made of brick? I said, like the rest of the house? I said, and you can see where there used to be a window? I said, yeah, this room's a second-story addition. It wasn't here in 1863. So if you're talking to a soldier yeah. from 1863, he's standing two stories up. Well, <laughs> one of us opens a, a, ba- a closet or, or the attic stairs, and there's all these things of wallpaper. And right on it, it says basically the place is a bed and breakfast. So we figured out what the deal was. It was a bed and breakfast that wanted to say they were haunted, and they could say, oh, there's been a local group, you know, we've had like 500 investigators come through here, and they've all said it's haunted, you know. Um, So we're kind of like, this is pointless. At one point, there was like a dozen people in one room trying to do different EVPs. So I'm going to this bathroom and find Diana sitting in the bathtub, you know. Hiding. 
The thing is, it was funny because you know, it, the house was genuinely old. Now, Gettysburg is so rich with spirits. It really is. Um, yep. And I went to this one bathroom, and I think it was one of the original bathrooms in the house, and I kind of closed the door. And I think Mark was in there with me, a um, friend of ours, and I closed the door, and we kind of like closed it to the point where nobody knew we were there. We hid out. And I sat mm-hmm. in the bathtub, and now I don't really count my gifts. I don't like to. But what I do mm-hmm. is I absorb things to a point okay. to where um, I usually have somebody with me because a lot of times what I'll do is when this happens, I will trance, and I may not be able to come out of it completely by myself. So sometimes you should get your take me or shake me <coughs> because I, I, I put myself all the way in. Yep. And if I'm overcome with an emotion or if I'm overcome by something, it's, it's a form of mediumship, I guess. You know, where I can't yep. see things, but I can tell you what's going on as far as emotion-wise and action-wise. Um, okay. And I, I got in touch with this, this lady that was sitting in the, in the bathroom, and I just got the sense that she was hiding. And Quentin comes in, and what did what'd you, what'd you say? Um, I don't, I don't remember. I just don't... Oh, I don't know. You, I think you walked in and you were like, oh, who are you hiding out here with? I said, Mark, he goes, no, beyond that, or something like that. <laughs> um, I can't remember. I just remember you you were in there, and then Mark was in there, and then I was in there, and then Walter came in there. So there was like four of us held up in the bathtub. Yes. You know, it was... Uh, we were like, the spirits are hiding out here with us because they don't want to be out with us. We're rated PG people, so don't turn me in. They're acting like douchebags. Oh, my God. And the best was at the end of the night when they were congratulating, you know, the girl who made communication with a, yeah, with the soldier in the bathroom. I'm like, oh, dowsing rod wow. girl sitting on the bathtub. She was just yeah. going to town in there. I mean, there was like 30 people. You couldn't walk through a room without hitting somebody. Yeah, like, see, that's, most investigations can, uh, yeah, what a joke <laughs> to try to get anything. Like you guys, you know, hiding out, that's, yeah, the best shot you would, anybody would have is like I mean, what you guys would doing. It was because, a paid thing, and it was a thing to promote yeah. the hotel, and it was a thing to show. Yeah. So, yeah, and the owners of the hotel wanted to be able to have, be able to say, oh, look, we're haunted. Come see us. Yep. We've had an investigation here. We're hot, you know. Yep. And the, the way I see it is, to me, it's an insult to the real investigator. It's an insult to any spirits that may be there. I mean, True. you know, I understand the marketing point of it, but when you have 30 people trampling through your house and you're making them pay $30, and we all got certified. Oh, my God. You all got certified at what? We got certified well, we're, hey, now, we're, we're certified ghost hunters now. You got ordained like, a certified ghost hunter. Right? We're, we're real ghost hunters now. <laughs> it's official. We can go to your house and charge you big money because I've got a piece of paper that says I'm an official ghost hunter after that, that two hours with 40 other people in the bathroom. Wow. Look at the kind of coin they brought down, though. If there's 30, 40 people, that's 1000 bucks. Holy they, cow. They did. They made a lot of money. I just think that, uh, I don't know, I just... Well, that uh, pays for the mortgage for that month. 
you know. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, and the thing is, is you know, with Gettysburg too, it's such a sacred place, and, and people sit there and, and they don't realize that you know, the, the men that died there yeah. were all Americans, and I see it as a sacred place. And to have it made yep. a joke like that, I was just oh, yeah. I can't even. Remember, I was going through. I was going to task going. Uh, yeah, that's been redone. That's been redone. That's going to cause this death. They're like, oh, well, what are you, a skeptic? I'm like, no, I'm an appraiser. I'm a, I'm a horror inspector. They're like, oh, I mean, they, they don't like you out there, did they? <laughs> they probably like, stay in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, they don't want you talking too loud. Well, you know, and the worst was, yeah, I mean, they, they wanted, like, if you had a half a brain cell, you were to be silent, you know. <laughs> don't say anything. <laughs> Stan, um, real quick in the chat room, Stanley, uh, what's, okay, I'm maybe having a brain, but what's a PE license for an engineer? He was asking about the certification. Oh, God, yeah. Um, it, it's one of those things where you can go online and get your, your chef certified as a paranormal investigator or ufologist or demonologist or whatever. People, if oh, yeah. anybody is telling you that there is a certification out there for any of these things, they are full of shit. Unless you exactly. go to a university and get a accredited degree or accredited certificate program, that will give you money to anybody. It's a scam. Yep. 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 Yeah, I mean, yeah, I how can you certify someone in the unknown, you know? Yes, we're, we're going yeah, to certify exactly. you. I mean, I well, the government, yeah, the government doesn't even, oh, you know, acknowledge okay. the whole time in. But all could even have a certification of his name of knowledge by the government of, uh, of uh, you know, monitored, monitored thing. So, yeah, it's a joke. Spent off a uh, thing, and I'm a demon. Skeptic, you, you skeptic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just don't like seeing people taken advantage of, and I don't like seeing people yeah. having to pay for things that don't exist. And that yeah. just hurts me. I mean, you know, I, I've always... Now, I, I, like I said, I was brought up in this, and I, I have a certain degree of respect for it. And to see people just trying to make a buck off of it and get people to buy things that don't mean anything to anybody. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if I took the certification I had and went to, like, a professional group or whatever, and said, look, I'm certified, they'd be like, um, what's that? It's my certification. Yeah, they're exactly. like, uh, from the Looney Bin? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm I, certified. You know, I, yeah, well, I've seen, it's, it's, it's in my book, too. I don't know if you remember, I briefed it, a story about, um, it was a case we did during this case as well, it was up north, where I I had a client, you know, all frantic saying, oh, this, this group came over from, it's, I don't want to name the names, of course, because I'm not, I don't want no, you know, nice stabbing me in the back, so I'm not, I'm not going to name the group, but they're like, oh, yeah, they came in and, the lead guy is a, a minister and a demonologist and this and that. He told me I had a demon and to never come to the house alone ever again. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, okay. And uh, we went up yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you said with, the thing with demon. <laughs> well, Diana, do you remember? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Scott just starts something funny. That's, oh, my God. That's, that's funny. That, that's good. And actually, Science. if you go to, um, about, I'm going to try to read this, Scott, but I got mine on my parapsychological normality degree 
from ABC cost me ten dollars. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, actually, with, with now with, I believe that some colleges actually do have a study, like a degree program, uh, that deals with um, it's a certain certain branch of abnormal psychology. Um, or comparative uh -huh. religions that has a focus in, you know, spiritual studies. And I think that's probably as far as legit as I've seen. Um, I mean, you know, like the word demonologist, there's not a degree for it. It's somebody who has, it's a self-title given to somebody who's devoted their time and their, their efforts to the study of demonology. And, yeah. you know, I'm not going to say to people, well, you're not really a demonologist. I mean, you know, I never actually, I have, you know, a dual degree, but I never actually finish. I'm a year shy, but, you know, what I consider myself an historian, you know, or anything like that, you know, I can call myself whatever I want. I mean, yeah. as far as demonologist goes, I've seen people in that field that were priests, mm -hmm. and I'm not talking people who buy a car at the local church and put it on and call themselves a priest. Uh, yeah. Not mentioning certain people who do that, Shame, shame on you. Um, but actual mm -hmm. clergy people yep. who do study these things. You know, I don't have a, yep. I don't have an issue for that. Um, yep. Cryptozoologists. The cryptozoologist out there who has a degree in psychology or zoology or archaeology, and they branch out and self-designate themselves as a cryptozoologist. Well, to me, that they show that there's a genuine study behind this. Yep. Yep. So I don't have an issue with that. Yep. that what sense? irks me is, what irks me is, you know, with demonology, it, it's it's so overused by, you know, the the true ones that do the work and do a good job, you know, mm -hmm. the true pictures and you know that that study it and do it right. It gets, you know, all these other ones that self-proclaim themselves as it, and they print off a certificate and things. Yeah. It's just a disgrace for the ones that actually do it. You know that actually do it. Do it. The very few that that actually are credible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know clients get fooled day after day after day by these you know wannabes. Um, yeah. Where there's actually good ones out there. And yeah. It's, uh, Diana, do you remember when we pulled up at that house? You know, the uh, the house. You know that we went to the uh, to do the investigation at. Remember him saying. Yeah. Remember he tried, they, the, the thing about it being a, um, a bed and breakfast, a soon-to-open bed and breakfast, that was hilarious was they were claiming that it was a private home, that the owners were, were, the owners were not there because no owner in its history has been able to live there because it is so haunted that they all leave and the house is continuously left vacant. And that's why no one was living in the house, but they were okay with people going in to investigate. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was that. Yeah, and it, you can pull up the deed online that it was actually sold to a, you know, a company that was opening it as a, as a bed and breakfast. And well, you remember, it, remember it said right on the box that the the motel yeah. behind us was what was the hotel the the something like the Robert E Lee Motel, and it said on the box I, Robert E Lee Victorian Bed and Breakfast or some crap. Yeah, and I can't remember the exact hotel that it was at, but I just now see to me, you know. I, it's that love-hate relationship with the boom and the interest in the paranormal these days because I think some of it is just, I think some of the popularity 
of it has done more damage than good. It yeah. really has. Um, it's I think a lot of it's made a mockery mm-hmm. of of this of the you know of the community that's serious about it. Um, and it's sad to see that. And it's sad to see people outright lying to others and deceiving them, you know, just to push something to make themselves, you know, well known or, you know, to push yeah. their business or their hotel or their restaurant. Or, yeah. And it's sad to me, it really does. I mean, I've, I've met people that were horrified. I mean, just horrified to be home. I mean, I've been in places to where you walk in, and that presence is so heavy you can't breathe. You know, it just it, to me it just makes a mockery of those genuine things, of the people who are like, you know what, I don't want this. I don't care what's popular or people love, you know, dig living in haunted houses. I don't want to get it out. You know, yep. I think one of my big things is when, when you're going to market ghost hunting or whatever you want to call it, you know, don't make it all serious and be like, you'll be a certified ghost, you know, hunter at the end of this. And the yeah. one, I mean, yeah. I, mean, let's, I mean, just be like, okay, just, I mean, it should be, like, made clear. This is just for entertainment. You know, there's, you know, yeah. we're just going into a location, and I'm going to basically let you guys do stuff. But they're there, like, promoting to you that, oh, you're going to be official after this, and blah, 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 blah. And it's all to sell their cheap equipment that they've got, too, because the one guy will come out looking like a Navy SEAL, kid you not. He's got this vest on with a thousand pockets, and he's got, he's got recorders and flashlights and EMF detectors, dowsing rods. I mean, he looks like he's about to go, like, explore the Serengeti. <laughs> no, I mean, no. You had to see this guy. I could just imagine, yeah. Something along those lines. Um, 
I wanted to see what he had in his, you know, his, his fancy pockets. But, um, but, you know, that first time, Diana and I had a good experience because um, why everyone was, you know, over – they kept saying, oh, there's a lot of ghost sightings down here by the stream. So everyone was literally, like, clambering around the stream, like, photographing the water. So we weren't – and there were cows across that stream. Remember the cows mooing? Mm-hmm. Because we were all like, what the hell was that? And it's like, oh, it's a cow. cow. Yeah. It was a cow. Yeah, we were in that field up there. We went up by ourselves. And what we saw, we saw like four or five soldiers, like, I mean, appearing, like, just right before our eyes. Just appearing. Yeah, and, just, and we would have thought it was like a setup, like with fake stuff. But we weren't really supposed, like, that wasn't where they wanted you looking. And the soldiers, yeah, like, came out of the trees. Now. Like, they, they, dis- they appeared and disappeared in front of us, and there was no yeah. place for them to, to go, you know? It's like, yeah. And we didn't say anything. We, just, we didn't say anything to each other. We just kind of looked at each other, and then we walked right back to the path. And as we were walking past, I was like, did you see that? He's like, yeah. And that's when we heard the other two ladies that came from out of nowhere going, oh, my God, did you see those soldiers in the field up there? They just disappeared. And we're like, wow. Cool. We cool. That really was. I mean. Could you imagine if you had announced it? They would have just flocked right to you. Well, that's why we All didn't really say anything. And we didn't, I don't think we said anything to anybody after that either. I think the ladies might have, but we kept our mouths shut. Um, yep. The one guy, we were headed back to the cars at that point, I think. Like, they mm-hmm. were coming yep. up to where we were. And yeah. they were re re wrangling us, and mm-hmm. the uh, the guy heard all of us like saying, "Oh my gosh, blah 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 blah," and none of us had really actually finished telling each other what we saw. We all just said that we had seen yeah. something, and he asked us all at once, and all all of us now Diana and I didn't really know each other that well at that point, and we weren't close mm-hmm. enough to have elaborated the story. So he gets there, and all yep. four of us are all telling the same exact story, and none of us really knew each other. Yeah, wow. I mean, because I, I think that was, that was the, the year that I had actually first met you, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because that's when we were out, remember, you and I were in the woods, and yeah. together, and we didn't realize my friend Jerry was out there, and we were like, oh, my God, there's something in the woods, and we were like, it's a bear, it's a bear, it's something, and it was him just coming out of the woods, <laughs> He's like, Jesus, I just need to take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that one house, that military-looking guy, did people, like, really fall for that? Or I mean, I'm sure you guys yeah. are really busted inside. The they were falling for that? Oh, the yeah. And, and yeah, I think people buy that crap for yeah. some stupid, wow. idiotic reason. I don't know why. Yeah, They're like, it, oh. This is sad. Yeah, he's got to be official if he's wearing that. Yeah, I mean, but this is great because we started off talking about demons, but I think it's going in a really good, good mode here. I think this is awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, Gettysburg, there's, there's a place you got to go. Gettysburg is amazing. I, but you know what's funny? As much as I love Connecticut and Mass, and I would say Connecticut, Massachusetts in particular, for some reason, just spiritually, it's really strong here in the lower parts of Vermont and Hampshire. Um, and it could be the mountain. It could be the, the, the mountain range and everything else. That you know, cause I know there's a lot of limestone in, in Connecticut as well. Tons of it. Um, I know that that affects a lot. Um, but Pennsylvania is a really eerie state, and for me, Pennsylvania was always one of those spots where I was drawn to. Really? 
Yes. Well, that's because I live there. It was mostly because Quinn lived there. No. <laughs> ah, see. But, no, in all seriousness, I mean, Pennsylvania is just one of those areas where it just it always struck me, it always pulled me, always. See, I've never been there either. Mm-hmm. I've um, I've just been up in these, you know, northern states, central northern. Um, oh, my God. How cool would that be like to do with, like, a paranormal road trip? <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, it would. Yeah, I'd be game. I'd take off a month and, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm all for paranormal road trips, so just like to point that out. Yeah, we should just have the cameras running. We should have cameras in the vehicle so they can, you know, see us, you know, like almost like a real TV kind of real life stuff going down the road. Take outtakes of us going at each other or something. I know a bunch of producers. Yeah. What was that about? What was that about going at each other? What? Yeah, yeah. Giving each other some crap and you know, we could dress oh. in outfits, you know, and stuff. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> like like French maid outfits or what are we talking here? Oh, there we go. Well, I was thinking more like you know, boy, he's really yeah. I think it's that profile picture of yours that just got his head going there. <laughs> <laughs> Who's head? Yeah, Clinton. French made off that. Yeah, I think, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's more the gun in the picture for Clinton. What, what do you say, Clinton? Yeah. Oh, your boobs? Oh, no, your boobs do nothing for me. Yeah, I, I uh, think it was too much the gun. Yeah, okay. Corker. Well, yeah. Diana's, bo- Diana's I, I, boobies. Corker, where the hell were you when I was talking about taking the Navy SEAL back into the woods? What the hell would oh, Diana's God, boobies God, have to do with that? <laughs> Corker was just too busy still thinking about your boobies when we were talking about that. Uh, I had a little blindfolded there. We just have to What's that, Anna? We are, not, we are not making fun of the Navy SEALs. No, no, no. We're making, we're making fun of the imitation Navy SEAL. Yes. Oh, my God. The guy ready to conquer Mount Kilimanjaro. That was funny. I was wondering. I thought, I thought good Lord. I thought... But Corker thinks I'm into Diana's boobs. What the hell's he bad? Are we on the same show? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just called me an airhead today. The only oh, thing Diana's boobs do for me is want to help her pick out a dress to accentuate them. I don't know. <laughs> I, did wear, I, I do wear the period clothing, um, but oh. actually... But I'm sure that those dresses don't like to show boobs. They like to show, you know, face. That's it. And to get a thing below the neck and uh, above the ankles is improper, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Although, I have to tell this story, Diana. I, I have to tell it, because if I don't. Which one? When, uh, oh, God, I want to hear last it. Time, I hear it. The last time Diana and I met in Gettysburg was when I had gotten married. Well, we were staying at an inn down the road from the place Diana was at. Well, uh, what? What? You don't want them to say it, or what? Well, no, but I'm gonna code it. I'm gonna. I'll code it. Don't worry. No, 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 no. Wait. You know what I'm gonna? I'm, I'm gonna tell the story of the text. 
Okay, so I'm kind of caught here because I really, I really want to egg him on so that he'll tell the story, but it seems like you're pretty worried. Well, I'll put it this way. Diana got a text message, <laughs> and she forwarded it to me. Okay. A, a friend of mine sent me something, a little funny thing for Halloween, and I thought it was great. I thought it was right. I was like, hey, that's not a bad tip at all, so I just wanted to quit. I thought he'd enjoy that, right? Well, I thought <laughs> Wonderful gentleman. Yep. Never even think about anything inappropriate. Ever, ever, ever. Okay. Quentin thought that it was Mark sending me my friend Mark. Sorry, Mark, if it was when you were wonderful, but he thought it was my gentleman friend saying text. He was like, Oh my god, oh my god, we have to we have to rescue her. Oh, well, no. no, the best part of the story is the best part of the story is the next day at breakfast. We meet for breakfast, and her friend Mark is sitting there, and Walter, my partner, and I are sitting there. And, and I just say, in the picture, the picture that Diana sent was not to the caliber I would have assumed Mark to be. So when I thought it was Mark in the picture, because Diana was staying in his house, and she sends us this message that says, he just sent me this. And I thought she meant Mark, who is a lovely man, by the way. And I'm like, oh, my God. So at breakfast the next day, we wouldn't even look at Mark. Like, we're giving him the cold shoulder. And I said to, I say, he gets up for a minute, and I said to Diana, I said, oh, my God, what was he trying to do? So he was sending you those pictures from the next room? And she goes, no, who did you send those? And I said, Mark. And she goes, no, it wasn't Mark. And she explained it, and I said, I said, oh, thank God, honey, because I thought to myself, oh, how very disappointing. It's not nearly as big as I thought it would be. <laughs> so, so for Mark's good name, it was not Mark sending the messages, and it was not Mark Vienna cocktail wiener or whatever. We're PG-13, you know that, right? And this will be our final show on there. <laughs> well, I didn't, say, I didn't say what the picture was of. <laughs> So then I was like, oh, my God, Mark Fry is wondering why we're giving him the cold shoulder. <laughs> he is one of the most wonderful men you, men you could ever meet. I mean, complete gentleman. I mean, just an amazing, amazing person. It, it didn't even occur to me that, you know, I was like, no, no, dude, it's a buddy of mine. Holy shit, I didn't mean it for them. No. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God. And Walter was just cracking up, and and Walter's oh, really quiet. Walter's actually kind of quiet, so or he was then. And you could just see him just cracking up, and it was just oh my god, it's the relief on his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what was one to think? Oh god. Oh, oh, that's good. We were we were at Gettysburg. This this, this is turned to a talk about the ghosts of Gettysburg. Um, yeah. Which Mr. Martinez would have still not responded to my request, but that's okay. That's okay. I still love you, Mark Nesbitt. If you're out there listening, I'd love to have you on the show. But oh, no, that's fine. In your own time. Um, we were listening to ghost stories in the Farnsworth in the basement, and I remember that there was um, there was a gentleman, the tall gentleman, in the hat, the the top hat. You know who I'm talking about, Quentin, right? Captain Jack. He's the guy. Yes, yes, that one. Yeah. And uh, 
he was telling a story about a woman who was staying at the Farnsworth, and um, she had been standing at one of the windows, and all of a sudden she, she feels this breath, this soft breath out of her neck. And she says she turns to her left or whichever way she was turning, and she was looking at the face of a young Confederate soldier. And he said and at that point she just got so scared and so startled, she packed up her bags, went down to the front desk and demanded either another room or a refund to go to somewhere else because she was not staying in that room. So I just put my hand up. I'm like, well, why not? And he goes, yes. I'm like, um, what, what room is this again? <laughs> I won't run. <laughs> Well, do you recall? Um, Hello there. <laughs> oh, I know. Do you recall them telling me we were sitting there, and they said the Sarah Black room is haunted, and it turns out I was I was staying in the Sarah Black room that night. Well, there was this group of people who were sitting there going, "Oh my God, we took a ghost tour in the house last night, and they took us into the Sarah Black room because it was unoccupied," mm-hmm. and. She's like, we were in the room. She's like, in the room, and they said the ghost of Jeremy lives in there. And when we went to leave the room, we said, good night, Jeremy, and all the lights turned themselves out. She's like, everything in the room turned out. And I was like, oh, well, that explains it. She goes, what? I said, today when we checked in and they took they, – and at the farm, the problem is they don't take you to your room. You check in in the building next door, and they're like, here's your key. Find it yourself. So we get to the room, and I go to turn on the lights, and no power works in the room. So I get the maintenance guy at the bookshop, and I said, there's no power in my room. And he goes, oh, yeah, I forgot to turn the breaker back on last night. So now it all connects that the reason the lights went out was because it was rigged with him down in the basement waiting to hit the breaker. You do get, I mean, yeah, and and you do. It's unfortunate. Like I said, you you get the people who capitalize on the paranormal and these true experiences, and they just, they do do crap like that. It just, you know, it's to make a buck. I mean, if you're yep. doing it to make a buck, that just irritates me, you know. Exactly. And those are the exactly. people who deserve demons. Yeah, exactly. That's well, you know, the problem with, with hotels like that is they get so caught up in the paranormal that they stop actually remembering that you need to take care of the guests because yeah. you go to the book the bookstore in the building next door mm-hmm. and you would, get your, you would actually check in at a bookstore like cash register they give you a key, and you would go and find which door you could get into on the house next door, and then you walk around the house trying to find your room, and then you find it. And I'll tell you, they tell people that there's the ghost of Jeremy in that room. So people leave toys for Jeremy. There was toys all over the bed. Every dresser drawer was cram-packed with toys. And I dropped something, and I sent it onto the floor, and you can see under the bed. And there was just wads of dust, like, had, like they hadn't cleaned in a century in this room. And I thought, so you're not cleaning the room. There's crap all over the bed when I check in, like toys all over the place to try and make it look like he's been playing with his toys. Like no one ever, like you never saw anybody like to say, hey, my room's a mess. Do something. But the restaurant's so good. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, the restaurant. The food is good. The farms are within. The restaurant is amazing. The food is so good. Um, but anyways, but best, we only have, we have like 25 minutes left here. Um, what are we talking about? about? the paranormal. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a topic. <laughs> I'm forgetting a band tomorrow night. 
Um, <laughs> but I mean, and but you find it everywhere. I mean, you know, and and having been involved with you know paranormal investigations, God, since I was seventeen, and I'm almost <laughs> fifty years old now. Um, mm-hmm. Did you like that? <laughs> I, I've been, you know, involved with it for right around, you know, maybe twenty years. Um, yes, I said twenty years. So what? Um, <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, God, I remember taking classes back. I mean, you know, studying and working back with um, a very famous couple and their group in Connecticut out of Monroe, um, back, back in the day. Uh, wow. yeah. Um, so that would, that's another, that's another story. Um, but I just, I mean, unfortunately in this, you, you do, you see a lot of, a lot of cases, you see a lot of things that, you know, you get the people that are just determined it's a, it's a demon house and that's it. There's a demon, it's a demon, it's a demon. Yeah. And, you know, in so many cases, we've been able to determine that it was just, you know, it was a lot of it was human. Yep. Live, living, living human. You know? Yeah, okay. And we've been able to get, you know, youngsters to sit there and say things like, well, I was just mad. I wanted to scare them. And we've had people do that. We've had kids do that. So, you know, and mother's like, well, you did. Congratulations. Now you got to deal with the consequence. Yep. And so you, you do, you, you see a lot, but I think, you know, what was the topic? What was the topic? Was the topic demons? <laughs> we went off from demons to, to Connecticut to, to a military, to a, to a Navy SEAL. Yeah, it's a Navy SEAL. You know, hoist behind the trees. Yeah, yeah. And I was too dumb to realize what he was saying there or something. I had a blonde moment there. Are you okay? Did we just... <laughs> Are you choking? No, I'm just laughing over here about um you know. <laughs> but uh I mean, I, I can tell you that I, I have had a couple of cases, um, like the case we had in Harlington. Of chlamydia? The, what was that? <laughs> you said, I'll tell you, I've had a couple of cases, and I said, of chlamydia? The opportunity was open, and it was the first one that popped in my that head. Was, that, that was good, though. That was a good one. <laughs> and there's a knack for that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh. but, no, we, we've, we've had a couple cases. Um, and like I said, the cases that we've come across that were actually, that I would say were actually malevolent um, mm-hmm. beings or yep. Spirits, I, I think maybe a handful over the years were true. Um, yeah. And, you know, they were actually that we could not prove to be otherwise. That we actually got clears day EDPs that actually freaked me out a little bit. For me to get cold chills from EDP, that, that's, that's a big thing. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm the hardest person when it comes to evidence. I mean, my thing is this. I don't believe in orbs. I will discredit orbs all day long because I, I, 
I, I took a photography yeah, course. Thing. Yeah, and, and with herbs, I can pretty much recreate every herb. Um, and if you have the slightest breeze or the slightest draft, you may not feel the draft, but those molecules in the air are going to shift quickly without notification. They're just going to go off on tangents really quick and come back and everything else and move erratically when you don't feel yep. the draft. It's very easy. So I discredit words. Um, we didn't allow them as, as evidence to show to clients. And EVPs, if each, if we all had to sit there and struggle to hear it, well, listen closer, listen closer. I discredit it because yeah. for me to bring that to a client and say, we think it might be this, or what do you think it says, and they couldn't make, they were like, well, it might say, you know, hot or not or fat or, you know, if you have to struggle and reach to grab that EVP, to me, yeah, I'm going to say that background noise and things like that. And don't forget, we have this, this, this ability to matrix with our mind. We look, we look for patterns. We learn... We look for, you know, all kinds of stuff. We, you know, it's natural yeah. for us to see an orb. I've, I've had people say, oh, well, there's smiling faces in there. Well, they all have faces. Mm -hmm. That's what your brain naturally does. It's what it's made to do. EVPs, if we hear garbled sounds together, <laughs> that, bless you. Oh, you know, that's, yeah. That's, it is. Yeah, that's the nature of, uh, yeah, that's the nature of us, you know. Even when I, a lot of times when I go into an investigation, you know, you need to know some of what's going on. But a lot of times I don't want to know, you know, right. too much. Mm -hmm. Because then all you're doing is trying to discover what they're claiming. No, even if you try your very best to honestly not do that, yeah. it's in the back of mind. We're just humans. It is. And yeah. That's why I almost got to go in cold, you know. That's yeah. why I, I, I don't really investigate other places that are well-known, that have been mm -hmm. done before, because, I don't know, you know, it just feels like you're just reaching to find what they found already. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. It's, yeah, you're right. I mean, we want to hear what we want to hear. And, uh, and uh, well, you know, yeah. I, I think I mentioned it before, Diana, the, uh, the group that I started with was a sister group to the Gettysburg mm -hmm. one, and yeah. how... The guy told me there was times that people would start to tell him a good story about the house, and he would keep telling them, don't tell me. I don't want to hear it. Don't tell me. And one lady insisted yep. on telling the story, and so any evidence he got from that room that night, he completely threw out because he said, you know, I got evidence to confirm her story. He said, but, you know, that could be because she told me that story. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I yeah. try not to get too much. Yeah. Right. I mean, the thing is, too, I mean, it's sometimes, you know, what I do is, like, if I know that there was a place that was, say, you know, a restaurant or a camp or it was something, you know, a church back, you know, 100 years ago or whatever, and that's fine to know what the building is and to know what went on in the building. Um, yep. But the way I go in, see, I, I do my best to go in as a disbeliever. Mm-hmm. You know, and I do. I, I try to go in. Like I said, I could have Casper the ghost sit there and smack me in the forehead and say, hey, baby, why don't we get a drink? And I'm going to ignore it because yep. I'm not there to tell them what I felt. I'm there to show them. Well, you know, there's, there's something to be said for, you know, like, again, back to Gettysburg. Like, if you're out on the battlefield, chances are the spirit you encounter is going to be a Civil War spirit. And in those yeah. houses, there's a chance that, you know, there's a, a decent chance it'll be a Civil War era person because of you know, traumatic things are happening during that time of their life. Right. But, you know, 
a lot of those houses were built before the war, so like 1820-something, 1830-something, you know, and people have lived in them all along. So, I mean, why aren't you seeing ghosts from 1910, 1920, 1950, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I think a lot of them can be based on, are you seeing the ghost that everyone sees, or did you see your own? Right. And as a suggestion is, is so powerful. And, you know, it, it's like, you know, it's like the case of one person in the household saying, oh, I saw this ghost or this demon or whatever, and then pretty soon everybody's seeing it. You know, you know that suggestion is so powerful. I had a, an experience. Um, I was at an event, and I was actually, um, mm-hmm. my, brother, my brother owned a hotel at the time uptown, and it's very haunted. I mean, it really is. Mm-hmm. He no longer owns it, but there was an event there. And I wasn't going to stay for it. I helped them. You know, I helped set things up. I, I wasn't the one in charge of the event. It had, you know, its own person in charge, but I was just helping my brother out and things. And my nephews ended up making me stay, you know, on this day. So I was with, and we went into a room, and and there's different, you know, for one thing, we didn't get hardly anything for evidence of anything because there's so many people. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, yeah. you're not going to hear anything. You can't credit anything. But we were in one room, and we were in one room, and they had a, a Frank's box, you know, and, and we all sat around. I'm not going to mention any people's names, but we all sat around, and this thing goes, you know, and it's just like a scanner radio, like a, mm-hmm. you know, back hack, and you hear that, you know, different voices, and then all of a sudden you try to hear what you want to hear. Right. So the first question was, and I'll, I'll name the hotel because that's not saying anything else, but the Grand House. Uh, Ulysses S. Grant's nephew built it up here in, in Minnesota. Well, we're sitting there, and the first question was, you know, where are we? And I sat there, and I listened, and I was like, you know, it was just all different words. It's funny to hear what you want to hear eventually. All I thought is because... All of a sudden, everybody's sitting there, and, you know, I didn't hear any solid words. And then all, one person says, I heard it. Did you hear it? All of a sudden, the whole room, you know, within five seconds, everybody's agreeing they heard the grand house being said. Yeah. And <laughs> like you say, suggestion. It's like, really? It is. It's kind of like a big, uh, you know, big uh Hallucination, yeah. you know. Oh, it is. Well, absolutely. Well, it's like a it's like a, a mass hypnotic suggestion. If I yeah. if I walk you into a house and say, well, this house is supposed to be haunted with like you know uh, a little boy spirit, and I just that's all I say, and I let you walk in, you're gonna not realize, but you can start looking for evidence of that. It's natural. Yep. You know, and this is why it's important to go into investigations, not as psychics or not as you know, sensitives or anything like that. And, and by any means, I would never, I would never in a million years go to a client and say, yes, I'm this or I'm that or this here is a, he's a clairvoyant. Or he, I would never do that right off the bat because once you tell a client that, now they want a psychic investigation. Yep. They want you yep. to give them the psychic reading and, and go. Yep. You know, I have to say something for the Shack Pack box. Um. I have one, and I'll, I'll explain why. Poor, uh, poor Walter, the first Christmas we were together, he was like, what do you want? And I was like, I want one of those obelisk things. I want to see how those things work. Okay. You know, so I really wanted the obelisk. Well, he's like, okay. So at Christmas, I'm opening up my presents, you know, 
and there's the shack hack box. And he's like, yeah, I couldn't get the obelisk, but the guy that, that I, I went on eBay and found this, and the guy said it's like exactly the same thing. And I said, no, it's not. And he's like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, and the obelisk was expensive, you know. And I said, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, you know, I said, I don't want to ask the price of a present, said, but you, you didn't pay, like, close to what you'd pay for that, would you? He goes, oh, no, it was cheaper. And I'm like, okay. So I go through the emails, and I find the email that he had, you know, when he bought it. Yeah, he paid, like, all but $50 of what you would have paid for an Ovilus. And it was a check hack box. And I was like, you need to return this. And he's like, I don't think I can. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, so for those out there who are interested in this equipment. I would have said thank you, honey. That was thoughtful. Well, no, he spent a lot of money on it was the problem. And it, he, was, he was tricked into spending that money, and it wasn't what he was told it was. And yeah. Normally I wouldn't have said you should return it, but when I found out how much money he spent, I was like, yeah, um, I was like, you got you got hand, yeah. honey. So yeah. yeah, if you're buying equipment, you got to be really careful. Like if you want to, yeah. if you want a shack hack box, you know, go ahead and play with it. I'm not going to tell you you're going to get great evidence, but yeah, don't spend yeah. 150 bucks on it. No, no, just get the scanner radio yourself and pull the wire. <laughs> yeah, here's the shack hack. And hope you don't get the cops. Yeah. We are down to the final 10 minutes of the show here. Um, so we're going to go ahead and start wrapping it up. We don't want, we don't want our, our lady here who runs the, uh, the, the blog talk radio to go ahead and shut us down because if we go to our time, she'll just shut us down right in mid-sentence. Because um, she's evil. I, she is evil. She's a little British lady that lives in our phones. Um, <laughs> she's almost like Siri. Yeah, welcome to Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> I know. And you know she's like, she looks like she's pinch-faced and everything else. You know she's like just angry. Oh, I know. She's got her hair in a bun, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, she does. Oh, yeah, the whole bird is, yeah, yeah. It's the Blog Talk Lady, you people, if you're wondering who we're talking about. You know who she is? is? She's Mary freaking Poppins. That's who she is. Oh, my God. Yeah, that does, yeah. Bill Andrews was scary as Mary Poppins. You know who she is? She's... William, are you in the room? Crash, 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 bang, bang. Remember William trip? Crash, crash, bang, bang. William, are you okay? Yes. Dick Puffer. We got nine minutes. Just real quick, it was a fake seance, and they put it on as a fake seance, but they just want to show you how the Victorians did it. So they had this young kid running around in the dark, with a water bottle of lavender water, like spritzing everybody to be, to have it be like, you know, the spirit. And he played the spirit, William. And it was, it was a special um, one that they had done for us because it was uh, Quentin and Walter's wedding. And during the night, they must have been tired. We just had a cracking up anyways. And at the end of that, you hear, she's calling William. She's going, William, William. And the kid must have tripped over something. He fell. All you hear, crash, crash, bang. And then she, <laughs> she goes, that that was good. I mean, it was just like I mean, I think what happened was 
the kid, it had, they had to use a kid because the room was small. And let me tell you, the average size adult was not sitting between the chairs and the wall. Um, and this kid must have got caught on the back of Diana's chair, seeing as she always tries to trip them. Um, <laughs> and he, he goes, crash! And I think as he, he I remember he, he trips on the chair, and I think he tries to, like, catch one on his way down. It was, it was pretty hilarious, because, I mean, you could just, without the lights, I mean, you could still, you can't see the kids, but you could see the, the, the shame on his face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, on that note, I had fun. Quentin, I don't know about you. I think we all had fun that night. Um, yes, I had a blast. I figured we would. I knew we would. So, Corker, it is always great to have you on. Um, <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. No, I have a good time. You know, we gotta, we gotta, you know, once, once we all get enough money, we gotta plan like a, that, that, you know, uh, what do you call it, a paranormal road trip. Let's I do it. I'm going to Gettysburg so bad. And I, I'm going to drag my, my husband out to Gettysburg too, because he's got to go. But, uh, i to get that guy to Gettysburg. But anyways, um. We can introduce Corker to the Navy SEAL. Oh my God. <laughs> I won't go in the woods with him, though. I, um... <laughs> oh, he'll probably want to go in the woods with you. Yeah, don't worry. Good night, Scott. Thank you so much for being here. It was great to have you. It was awesome to have you on. Um, one of our guests, in the, and thank you to all our guests. Thank you to our archive listeners. Uh, you guys make a difference. We love that you listen to the show. Um, you know, our live listeners, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. And remember, go to Stackhouse Radio on Facebook. It's three separate words, Stackhouse Radio. Like us. Like us on Facebook. We're trying to go for 500 likes, and the person who hits like number 500 will actually win a prize. So, go ahead, keep liking it. We love likes. Uh, we're pushing for 500. That's our goal, our small goal. Corker's going to go unlike our page and wait till 4.99 and then re-like us. Yeah, I'm going to wait it all. The prize is Diana's profile picture. <laughs> I get a signed profile picture of Paul, right? My moral standards aren't that high. I'll do it. I'll give you. A, I'll sign it for you. Come on, like my page. There you go. I'm kidding. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, we had a blast. We really did. We we, just, we enjoy this time. Um, thanks to all our listeners. Quentin, thank you for being here. So yeah, well, thank you. Uh, well, thanks for having me. <laughs> um, no, thank you, Corker, so much for being with us tonight. I really enjoyed uh, the show, and I enjoyed all of us having ADD together because somehow, with all of us going off topic, we somehow managed to build this. ADD web that all strings together somehow. Oh, it does. It really yeah, does. We went, awesome. we went, yeah, we went everywhere. Yeah, we spider web. I have this written out. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> so thank you, everyone. And uh, thank you to the listeners. And again, thank you, Corker. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, anytime. You are always welcome here. So, and with that, folks, we will bid you good night. And if we don't get banned on, on blog talk tomorrow, we will see you here next Wednesday. Same time, same place. Uh, Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Have a good night, folks. Good night.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.